I uh, just want to ask you about uh, John Jones and uh, what his skill set allows you guys to do when you play him at safety and, and kind of just what you guys see um, that makes him a good fit there some of the time. You know, John's really worked hard um, since he's been with us. And, you know, he started off prim- primarily in a special teams role, and then uh, that expanded uh, to some situational things on defense to really our nickel corner. Uh, to safety, so he has just continued to expand his role for us defensively, which has given us more flexibility, and, and we've been able to find more opportunities to get him on the field. Um, he's a smart kid. He works hard and um, has good instincts and, you know, has good good understanding of our defensive system, so it, it allows him to do a lot of different things for us. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, next question, Mike Reese followed by Tom Curran. Thanks, Stacey. Um, So you guys have had a lot of moving parts on the offensive line already, Um, really going back to the spring guys in and out. How do you feel like that offensive line group uh, has been handling those uh, that situation? Well, I think everybody's trying to do the best they can. Uh, As you said, there's some moving parts there and, some of them um, anticipated or, you know, had a chance to plan for. Some, you know, happen rather quickly, and you have to react to those. So, um, but, you know, that group's a hardworking group, and uh, they've communicated well together, tried to, um, you know, the guys with more experience, helping some of the guys with less experience. Uh, but overall, uh, we've just tried to you know, take it day by day and, um, you know, do the things that we can do, and we can't do everything, but we can you know, do the things that we feel confident and we're able to practice and prepare for, and you know, hope that we can go do a good job of those as we're starting to expand overall with that group. And, and the follow-up on that, um, given that situation, how valuable is a guy like Joe Tooney um, with the ability to play multiple spots? Really, all five spots. When I think, when you think about it, yeah, very valuable. Um, somebody has to have versatility on that group. You take seven guys into the team, uh, you can't can't have a backup for every position. So somebody has to move. Either one of your starters has to move, or uh, your two backups have to cover all five spots. Some combination of that. So um, to have, we need somebody that can do that. And, and Joe's our most versatile lineman. Uh, on the team, so that, that you know, is, is an important role for us to have in terms of maintaining our depth uh, with the group. Thank you. You're welcome. Next question will be Tom Kern, followed by Nora Princiati. Hey, Bill. I'm curious about, with your coaching staff, having gone through such a transition in the offseason personnel-wise, and we're talking about the games as they unfold and what the players are doing, but there's guys who are wearing multiple hats, there's guys in new spots, you're probably doing more. Is it invigorating as well as maybe exhausting to, to have a new group? And how do, you, how do you feel about the progress made so far and the work that has been done? Because it seems to me like it, it's pretty outstanding so far. Uh, yeah, well, thanks, Tom. Um, again, we're just – trying to prepare week to week and get ready to play uh, the Jets in this this case. 
do what we think is best this week and try to try to put our players in a in a competitive position where they can um, you know, have a fair have a fair chance against you know what the Jets are doing. So um, and count on our players to you know to be good football players, which they are, and try to give them an opportunity to do that. So whatever that takes for us to do, then we want to try to do it. However that unfolds, it might be a little bit different from week to week, but um, you know, ultimately that's what our goal is. And just a quick thought: Are you still learning about the guys on your staff, what they do well, who works well together? Uh, and I know most of them have been there, and you've got playing experience with some of them. But are you still learning about them as the season goes along, and, and what they bring to the table? Well, I think we're all learning every day. Um, I mm-hmm. am. I assume everybody else is too. So, you know, just whether that's our specific job or how we interact with other people or another group uh, or handle a, a situation that I'm not saying it's like new, new, but it's maybe one that we haven't dealt with recently or uh, with this particular group of people, then uh, there's always a little bit of a learning curve there too. All right. Thanks. Welcome. Uh, next question, Nora Princiati, followed by Doug Kai. Hey, Bill. Um, when there's a possibility like with next week that you could be going against a quarterback who has very little uh, in the way of NFL tape, how do you involve the scouting staff in coming in and helping you guys prepare just if they have a lot of familiarity with someone like Luke Falk from college? Um, yeah, so, Nora, this, this is a situation that comes up every week. Um, we have to know all the players that are on the, our opponent's roster, um, including really the practice squad players because we know that they could be moved up at the last moment, uh, like what happened in the um, in the Pittsburgh game um, and Miami last week. Uh, so with the offensive lineman for Miami and uh, there was a linebacker for Pittsburgh. So those moves can happen on Saturday. We have to be ready and anticipate those um, ahead of time. So all the players that are on the active roster, we have to prepare for. Whoever the starters are at any position, quarterback or any other spot, it doesn't make any difference. Um, we all know that in the National Football League, that could change in one play. So we have to know who the next player is going to be in the game at that spot at every position. And that's that's what we prepare for. So ultimately, how the game unfolds uh, or how our opponents play those players, I mean, if they substitute them, I mean, however they want to substitute them or, or play them in whatever order or whatever rotation, that's all out of our control. We just have to be ready for everybody. So it's really the same process every week. Players that we know more about, we you know, confirm that in the games that are available to us, the players uh, maybe that we don't know as much about. Um, could be like an offensive lineman who's been inactive for a couple weeks and there's an injury and now he moves up to the active list. Um or, or they could move them up without an injury. You know, we still we have to prepare for all those guys, and then um, whoever we play against, we're not surprised by that player's skills and um, his style of play. So it's really something that we we go through every single week, um, all the way across the board. Of course, the hardest 
place to do that is in the kicking game because you're really dealing with, you know, 66 starters uh, when you go through all those teams, but it's still part of our preparation. So it's really, it's, it's really the same every week. And, and again, we know that whatever it is right now or would appear to be right now could easily change during the game, starting with the first play. Uh, if there was you know, an injury or a decision by our opponents um, to go in a different direction, it's something we can't control. Thank you. You're welcome. We're Doug Kide, followed by Max, Max Rulo. Go ahead, Doug. Hi, Bill. Just wanted to follow up on Evan's question about Jonathan Jones. When a, when a player like Jonathan progressively takes on a, a bigger defensive role, how do you balance the amount of special team snaps that he can also maintain? Uh, yeah, so that's a good question. Um, it's a great question. It, it's, again, answered on a week-to-week basis. Um, we try to anticipate what the roles will be uh, defensively and in the kicking game or offensively, and it depends on what the person's um, position is. We try to anticipate what those roles are, and we know that during the game, uh, as we just talked about in Nora's question, um, that things could change. Uh, that role could be bigger or, or potentially smaller depending on how the game unfolds, what personnel groups they're using, or, and so forth. So um, we try to balance those things out, and it also depends uh, to a degree on the depth that we have at the other positions that are involved, so that maybe the primary offensive or defensive position the player plays, uh, and also the position that he would play in the kicking game, what's our potential depth there? And so we we try to we know we know that that player could be involved in all those, but maybe not on every play. Maybe it's just on not not all special teams. Maybe it's just on certain punts, backed up punts, or plus fifty punts, or whatever it is, uh, or maybe one of the the four core special teams units, not all four of them. It would just all depend on week to week. Again, that player, what the roles are what the depth is on offense or defense, what the depth is on in the kicking game at that position, and I would say how important we think that role is. Um, You know, for example, if we were expecting, um, you know, the opponent's kicker to, to be kicking touchback, you know, maybe the role on the kickoff return team wouldn't be as important as a role on something else. So, again, there, there are a lot of factors there to consider. Sorry to give a long answer here to a pretty short question, but th- those are all the things that we take into consideration and talk about. And, of course, if something happens during the game that would alter that, which sometimes it does, um, then you have to adjust on the fly and try to make those decisions, again, based on your special teams and offensive or defensive depth. So it's a great question, and it's one that we constantly have to – analyze and think about and and again if things change if things change quickly then uh that you know just just makes it that much harder much appreciated thank you you're welcome our next question max rulo followed by mike petraglia hi bill uh we saw max slater take a few snaps on offense uh in the goal line situations on sunday why did you go with slater in those situations and uh, what made him the right man for the job Uh, well, Mike's done that before. Uh, Matt's done that before. 
And um, again, a similar question to, or a similar answer to the last question we had. It just really depends on what we're trying to do and what the what the options are. Um, and we have a, a couple of receivers that are, uh, you know, fairly new to the team uh, in terms of, you know, being on the field, like with Antonio and Josh. Uh, we have other receivers, other receivers like Gunner and and Phil that, you know, aren't aren't the biggest guys physically um, in terms of putting them on the goal line and, you know, dealing with things like that. So it's really a combination of what you're asking the player to do, what the options are, and, you know, and again, in Matt's case, he's done it before. Um, in other years, and in some cases when we haven't used them, we, he's been the backup and we've, we've had three tight ends, uh, or we use an offensive lineman as a tight end and using two tight ends. Uh, he was, you know, a backup in those situations. So he has the most experience doing that. Thanks, Bill. Yes, you're welcome, Max. Uh, next question, uh, we'll finish with Mike and Mike here. Mike Petragra, and the last question will be Mike Lee. Uh, thank you, Stacey. Morning, Bill. I wanted to ask you about uh, Mike's question earlier tonight uh, about uh, the offensive line. And when you're having so many moving parts, um, how much does the coaching staff have to take into account the different strengths of those offensive linemen when they're shifting around the offensive line uh, when play calling, when considering which plays to call, run play, pass play? And just curious to get your impression on how that those moving parts might impact uh, what plays you might call. Uh, well, that's, that's a great question, Mike, and it's um, very appropriate to uh, this game, but really every game. Um, you know, plays like might look good on uh, on X's and O's and on the, you know, on the film where you – you know, to look at blocking angles and things like that, but then you actually look at who's blocking who and how difficult is that block and is that a block that we're, you know, confident in that we can execute or are there better options? So um, personnel definitely fits into it. I mean, we're not going to run a new offense just because, you know, we have a new player on the offensive line. I'm not saying that, but you definitely take into consideration the matchup of, of your blocker and the anticipated defender because you don't always know for sure where they're going to line up. Um, they could, they could stun or they could line up and, you know, every team usually has a couple of different fronts. Um, certainly with the Jets, they don't line up in the exact same spot every time. So that's not a hundred percent predictable, but generally you know where they're going to be uh, more often than not. So yes, you definitely have to take that into consideration. And um, again, it's not to the point where we, you know, would change an entire game plan, but um, some plays, if this player was in there, we might want to run that, but maybe he's not available this week, so, you know, we'll go with something else. And that's that that frequently happens, no question about it. That's It's a consideration. Um, you, you have to ultimately, it comes down to matchups, and, and if you are concerned about a particular matchup, then you got to really decide how, how much you want, want to run that play. Great. Thanks, Bill. Yep, you're welcome. Well, last question will be Mike Reese. Go ahead, Mike. Thanks, Casey. Am I unmuted here? You got me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Hear. Great. Thank you. 
Um, Bill, it, 20 years now as head coach, and um, you've made a lot of trades. I think you had made a trade with every team in the league uh, prior to the Jets. Um, I'm sorry, instead of the Jets, prior to last week. And with that in mind, I was curious just how did the dynamics of that situation unfold, and did it surprise even you to be in conversations with the Jets, just given that history? Uh, no. No, uh, there was, I would say there was a, a, a certain period of time when there's no way this transaction would have happened, but, um, you know, during other periods of time, uh, yeah, we have a, again, we, we don't want to help the Jets. They don't want to help us. We're in the same division. Uh, so they're not the easiest trades to make, but, um, you know, if a player can, if the trade's good for both teams, um, and ultimately what we're trying to do is improve our team, and we're trying to, you know, we have 14 other games to play besides the game against the Jets. So do we want to help them? Do they want to help us? No and no, but um, in the end, if it helps the other 14, it helps us in the other 14 games and helps our team, um, then it's something that's worth considering. And so, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, look, we're, we're we'll try to help our team in any way we can. Um, not saying that those the, a trade within the division you don't have to analyze a little bit more closely, but you know we've done it before with you know certainly with Miami and uh, with a player like Welker or Buffalo with a player like Bledsoe. I mean those those weren't insignificant players um, at that time. So uh, in the end, I want to do what's best to help our football team. Um, and I, and I don't want to try to help our opponents that much, but you have to give up something to get something. So, that's, you know, you have to look at your situation and try to do what's best for your team. But that's a great question. It's, you know, I'm sure that when you look at the beginning of each year, interdivision inter trading is probably not something that's you would think it's going to be at the top of the list. But, you know, we, we traded with Buffalo this year, too, so we made two division trades um, in, within a week. So, you never know. Thank you. All right. Thank, thank you. Yep. You're welcome, Mike. Thank, thank you. you.